meals and still enjoying bacon. Praise God. I told the fellows about duck donuts uh, uh, that we have in North Carolina makes maple bacon donuts. Don't get no better than that. And um, but uh, anyway, we've had a great time, and I thank you again. I mentioned this on Thursday night, but thank you for investing your time and effort and money uh, to be here at the at the conference. And I I pray that you've been encouraged and helped. I I know you ladies uh, enjoyed sharing. I I told the fellows she's she's probably my favorite woman preacher, and uh, and I I I, I uh, don't I don't she's not a preacher. She's a teacher. I don't want anybody to go out here and think I'm a heretic. And uh, uh, I never had heard her speak until just a few years ago and uh, I was in the office and one of our ladies called and she said pastor Miss Raven's on um, BBN I don't know if y'all have BBN but it's Bible Broadcasting Network she, she's on Bible Broadcasting Network right now building blocks for the family and they had called a few months before and said we've got some of your 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 stuff and we'd like to use it and so we just told them yes whatever you want to do and so I listened to her but it, she did like she did today she went a little long so it, they couldn't get it in there in 30 minutes all right so they it went two days so i didn't tell her i listened to her because she i'd never heard at that point but they said part two the next day so i listened the next day and i said man i heard you speak on whatever the subject was and she said how'd you hear that i said you've been on bbn the last two days and uh, and so but now of course with live stream all that kind of thing you know i've heard her matter of fact she was speaking at a, la- at a ladies event that was live streamed and and so she started telling us something about me, and she said, and he may be watching right now. I text her, and I said, I am. You better be careful. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, but anyway, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's, what, she's what she proposes herself to be. I've lived with her 41 years. And so uh, if you haven't got one of her books, I encourage you. They're, they're encouraging, uplifting, informative, instructive, and, uh, and uh, she's a great writer. Uh, I have not read all of it. I've only read the parts that she wanted me to read. Uh, that she wanted to make sure she was not doctrinally incorrect. She said, I, I've taken this verse, and this is where I've gone with it. I want to make sure I hadn't done it disjustice to the Bible. And, you know, because a lady's talk doesn't have to have much Bible. It just has to have stories. That's what my boys say. All a lady wants to do is make you cry. And once you cry, you're okay. And uh, we have a big ladies' treat every year. So we've been doing it for 30-something years. And, and um, so, but, um, but I appreciate the opportunity, and it's been a, been a good time for us. Well, I invite you to, to take your Bible and turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 13. Now, you'll see there, I also have Exodus 20, 14. Exodus 20, 14, I can quote to you, and we'll just not take the time to turn there. It says, thou shalt not commit adultery. That's what it says. Bottom line. Case, case closed. But look with me at Hebrews chapter 13, would you please? And verse number 4. Verse number four, it says, marriage is honorable in all. Mm, that's a mouthful, isn't it? You, 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 you want, what that says, the writer's intent there, is for us to understand how exalted marriage is in the sight of God. It's God's idea, right? He's the one who said somewhere on that sixth day of the creative week, it's not good for the man to be alone. He'll never find the remote or remember what day to put the garbage at the curb. You know? Marriage is honorable and all. In everybody's eyes, marriage is honorable. Now, I understand in our culture, that's really changed in the last few years. But it's never changed in the eyes of God. Marriage is honorable and all. And, and look at the rest of that statement. And the bed, undefiled. That, that word undefiled means not made corrupt, impure, or unclean. 
the, the physical intimate relationship inside of marriage is God's idea. God did not make us physical beings with sexual desires for just procreation. Somebody procreated something the other night here in a game. I can't remember who that was. <laughs> okay. And, and God didn't make it just for procreation, though I think that's part of the, part of the natural outcome most of the time, many times. But God also made it for the man and woman to be drawn together. We'll see that in just a moment. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Father, help us these few moments to be encouraged and strengthened. And may our marriages, as a result of these days, be honorable to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Introduction statement number one. God gave us the Ten Commandments not to cause us pain, but for our protection protection God is not a cosmic killjoy sitting up in heaven with a baseball bat in his hand saying alright just step over the line I'm going to bop you on the head now I'll be honest with you that's the picture I had of God when I was a kid now that's not a proper picture okay but I thought every time I disobeyed God was just waiting Ooh! you know but that's not God when God made a parameter for any activity, he did it to protect us. I think it's the 119th Psalm. I think it's verse 145. I will walk at liberty for I seek thy precepts. You know what it says? It says there's freedom inside the boundaries. When you step over the line, when you go outside the boundaries, I just talked to the guys about setting good boundaries for their parents. I mean, for their children, for their parents too. As you parents get older, you have to set boundaries for them too. You have to tell your dad, my dad's 85, so I have to tell him every once in a while, you can't do that, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, somebody, somebody contacted me and guaranteed him $10,000 of Social Security benefit that nobody else in America knew about, but this man was just going to share it with my dad as soon as my dad gave me his checking account number. And, uh, and so, <clears throat> you know, he's a liar, daddy. He's a scammer. You, are you sure, Tim? I, so, daddy, just trust me. Uh, so the kids need to know where the boundary is. They need to know when they step over the boundary, they're going to have a problem. Well, listen to me. God set boundaries. You know what the boundaries for physical, sexual, intimate relationship is? Marriage. Just as, just as bad as premarital sexual relationship, extramarital. God, God set the boundaries. You, you stay in the boundaries, there's freedom. God didn't do that so he could punish you. God did that so he could protect you. There's a verse, I really don't know the full meaning of it. Your pastor probably does, all right? It says, every sin that man committeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sins against his own body. I have no idea all that means. I think it could mean sexually transmitted diseases. I think it could mean unwanted pregnancy. I, could think, I think it means comparison with other partners. But I don't know the full extent of that. But that is a strong statement. Every other sin, God says, is without, but that's committing a sin against your own body. That's the reason right before he makes that statement, he gives two strong words, 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Flee fornication. Run. My hero in the Old Testament is Joseph. If I was just preaching to men at a men's conference, I'd probably preach on Joseph. I was just, 
uh, last year preached at a men's conference. I preached a whole series of messages, I think four times, on Joseph. I love Joseph. My favorite part of Joseph's life is that statement in verse 8 of chapter 39. It's that opening statement in that verse, but he refused. <laughs> you know what? Joseph said no to Potiphar's wife. No. And he'd been over 10 years without any godly influence in his life. Wow, what a man. My hero, Joseph. So God gave it for our protection. Statement number two, nothing destroys a family faster than adultery. Nothing. Nothing. I, I believe I can say that based on 1 Corinthians 6.18. Not sin against your body, but there's nothing destroys a family faster than adultery. If we left here today, and I don't know a whole lot about your city, but I know you have water. And we got all got, we were all on the same road, maybe Pines Boulevard out here, but I don't know if it does. And we got to a place where there was a bridge. And there was a big sign there with big red lights flashing, warning, 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 bridge out, bridge out. How many of us would say, I bet you they don't know what they're talking about, the skull. We'd heed the warning, right? Well, maybe not all of us, Joe, but most of us would. <laughs> joking, right? We'd all heed the warning. Well, that's what God's doing. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Marriage is honorable all the bed undefiled. The whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. It's just one big warning sign. So, statement number three, God gave us the intimate relationship to build our marriages, not destroy them. I want you to go into a passage, and let's look there just a moment. I didn't ask you, preacher, what time do you want me to preach? You don't have time? Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Would you go there? 1 Corinthians chapter 7. First Corinthians 7 is an interesting chapter. There's a lot of good stuff in here. He talks to, talks to married people. He talks to single people. He talks to folks without believing partners. It's a, it's a powerful chapter, really, on the subject of marriage. We're just going to zero in on the opening verses. Look at verse 1, chapter 7, verse 1. Now, concerning the things wherever you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Okay? So, uh, and he uses this phrase more than just this one. So, must, the Corinthians must have written him about something. The, the city of Corinth uh, would be the equivalent, maybe a, on steroids of Las Vegas in our nation, okay? They, they, were, they were corrupt. As a matter of fact, they were so corrupt that there was a common word used in Paul's day to speak about moral depravity. They would say of someone, they've been Corinthianized. <laughs> they're, they're, they're so corrupt, all right? So it was, a, it was a corrupt city. Temple of Venus was there, we're told, probably employed over a thousand temple prostitutes in, in their worship. And so undoubtedly somewhere along the line, these people have communicated with Paul and asked him about, it's good for a man not to touch a woman. So Paul goes on to say, verse 2, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, that's, that's physical relationship without marriage, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Isn't that interesting how possessive that is? Every man, his own wife. Every woman, her own husband. 
So, so God's plan has always been for marriage, one man, one woman, one lifetime. All right? So he says to avoid fornication, to not get caught up in the sexual pull of your culture, have a wife, have a husband. Now he does talk later about stay like him. You can focus on the ministry. I understand that. But then look at verse 3. Because verse 3, I think, is where he begins to talk about the physical intimate relationship. Let the husband render to the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the husband, uh, the wife unto the husband. So I believe that phrase, due benevolence, is talking about the physical intimate relationship. God established that, not destroy us, but to draw us together. Yeah, and, and I, I, I'll probably say this again later. You know, every man wants to have a physical sexual intimate relationship with his wife on all the days that begin with T okay today and tomorrow all right so you saw it while ago on the marriage translators all right so why because it brings us together but man has that desire too and we'll talk about that in a few moments but but look at verse 4 the wife hath not power of her own body but the husband likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body but the wife you know so many times People try to take the New Testament and make it a male chauvinist book. It is never found here. As a matter of fact, we talked about a few moments ago, the command to the man is love your wife, 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 love your wife. So he says that they come together, and then he says, look at verse 5. For this list, this lift the physical to the spiritual level. It says, defraud ye not one to the other. In other words, don't withhold the physical intimate relationship except it be with consent that means you both agree for a time you set a limit on it 